0: Nate Daniels coughed up a gob of blood into a Burger King napkin and lit another cigarette. He looked around the darkened motel room, somewhat in awe of where his life had led him. A green-shaded desk lamp provided the room its only source of illumination. Ugly vinyl furniture dominated the decor. Cardboard boxes, suitcases, magazines, and stacks of faded newspapers, mostly tabloids, further cluttered the landscape. Even from the distance of the desk, Nate could clearly make out the headline on the top newspaper on the stack closest to him. Hitman Talks, Fries Mob. His ulcer may have been acting up, but his eyes worked fine. Hitman Talks, Fries Mob. You better fucking believe it, Nate thought. He wanted all those bastards to fry, every last one of them. "'Short Nate Daniels, thirty grand, and you're looking down the barrel of a grand jury indictment, that's what you're doing. Yes, sir.' He took a drag off the cigarette, then pressed the play button on the mini tape recorder that sat on the desk in front of him. His own voice floated out of the tinny speaker to greet him. "'The first hit is the one I remember the best, the rush of adrenaline as I coiled the wire around his throat. I relished this, dragged the moment out as long as possible, slowly tightening the wire and watching my victim's life ebb away. Nate smiled to himself, a bestseller in the making if ever he heard one. He hit the record button on the tape machine and picked up the microphone. He rubbed his throat a few times before continuing. He was thirsty again, but he wanted to wait a while. There was work to do, and he knew his inspiration would melt into a fog if he continued drinking. The later hits one together like a series of one-night stands. All I remember is the blood and the occasional explosion. Nate paused for a second. It was no use. He couldn't stop thinking about that next drink. Just a little swig, that's all he'd take. Just enough to keep the fire going. He could handle it. Nate dropped the microphone and reached for the bottle of Jack Daniels. He tipped it back and got half a spoonful. Then it was empty. Shit. Jack Daniels was Nate Daniels' favorite drink in the whole world. He lived for it. He loved it so much that he had long ago convinced himself that his family was related to the creators of the spirit. After all, they did share a last name, practically. When he was younger, running in the streets of Munster, Indiana, he would tell his teenage drinking buddies that he was actually heir to the Jack Daniels fortune, a fortune he would collect on his twenty-first birthday, along, of course, with a lifetime supply of the finest premium whiskey in the land. He told the story so often that he actually grew to believe it himself. He was quite upset when the big day came and went, and the Jack Daniels people failed to contact him. The humiliation he felt at the hands of his friends inspired Nate to seek his fortunes out west. It was a long, twisted road that had led him to this motel room, but in a way that road had been paved by his affection for Jack Daniels. Getting too late to send out for a bottle, he thought. Besides, he didn't appreciate the way the delivery kid looked at him last time, as if he knew more about Nate Daniels than he wanted him to know. Nate suddenly stiffened up, his ears sensing something out of tune with the norm. Trucks rumbled by outside the motel room window, but Nate had long ago grown accustomed to their random melodies. This had been something else, but he couldn't tell exactly what. From the darker side of the room came a faint rustle. Nate got up and looked around nervously. He checked the locks on the front door for the two hundredth time that night. He returned to his chair and the tape recorder. Nothing appeared to be out of order. The building must have just been settling. Paranoia, he thought to himself sheer paranoia, plain and simple. All this waiting was taking a toll on his nerves. Then the coughing began again, heavier this time. He felt mucus and blood crisscrossing in his throat, and he ran into the bathroom to spit into the sink. He ran the water for a good two minutes, spitting and gagging, stopping every now and then to stare at his face in the mirror, all red and flushed. He noted how his looks had changed in the last six months under the 24-hour-a-day care and scrutiny of the Justice Department. His short red hair was thinning, his eyes had dark bags under them, his face looked puffy and unhealthy. He reminded himself of a swollen rodent. The initial interrogation period had been grueling, It had taken a long time for Nate to convince justice that he had enough information to warrant immunity and protection. Part of Nate's deal with the Justice Department included his relative freedom while waiting to testify. He was sick of the jail cell, and he didn't trust the bulls. He felt he could protect himself better on the outside.